Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Talkin' Tofu, the podcast about vegan snacking and sometimes movies. I'm Becky Streepy. I'm David Streepy. Unnecessary. This week on the show, we're talking about an American tale and eating all four flavors of outstanding cheese balls. I, there's a whole, there's a whole segment of the show about watching movies. It's true. So there's, there's no, not really a sometimes about it on the one hand. On the other hand, even if it was, it doesn't, you don't need to do it in the top part. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What arguably you could have done yeah. is said, welcome to talk in toe views because <gasps> it's all about a movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you're right, you're right. That's what I should have done. Do you want to take it again? Welcome to talk in toe views, well, the podcast about, yeah. That just begs the question, is the theme song... Oh, yeah, I'm going to use the Toeview theme. I already wrote no, it. No, please. No, I don't think you should. Anybody hearing that for the first thing when they click play, they're not going to want to stick through it. That theme song brings so much joy into my heart every time I hear it. Lights. Camera. Action. It's Talking Toeview. So is this a bullshit app? No, we have got... Four flavors of cheese puffs. Here's what happened, y'all. I have on my website a review of Outstanding Foods. They used to be called Porkless Pork Rinds, but now they call them crisps or something. You'd think I'd know. The point is, uh, they reached out to me and said, hey, we like your review of our product. We have new packaging. Would you like samples of the new packaging? Same food, different bag. Okay. Uh, so that you can update the photos on your website oh, to okay. go with what we are calling it. And it looks yeah. like no. And I was like, well, this is nice. Yes. Yes, I would like that. And when they sent it, they included all four flavors of their new cheese balls in the box. I would have just sent you the bags. They also sent me uh, a Dropbox of photos. And I ended up just using their photos oh. because they were great. And I was, it was very, that it arrived the week before Thanksgiving. And I was like, hmm. I think what's happening is I'm going to use their photos. I can't, I don't oh. have time to do a whole shoot. Okay. When I have these perfectly good looking photos right here. So I, I used their photos, but then I was like, we should review these, these pups on the pod. It feels a little bit like you're playing right into their hands. Oh yeah, I am. Hmm. It was nice and helpful of them. 
So are, is this episode an excuse to do that? Eat the puffs? Yeah. No, I want to talk about American Tail. So the puffs are there to beef out the American Tail idea? It's sort of complimentary. We're going to have a snack and, and talk about a movie. Which came first? The puffs have been here. I don't mean which arrived first. Oh, when we you said we were when we decided to do the American Tale episode. That's what I'm wondering is when when did we decide to do an American Tale episode? We and talked why? about it on a previous episode because we were discussing how there aren't that many Hanukkah movies. Okay, there are Christmas movies. Yeah, at every turn. Yeah, you can do nothing in December without bumping into a Christmas movie, but there are not that many Hanukkah movies. And then we were trying to think of a single one, and American Tail came up in a search, and we were like, oh, that's a cute one. We'll do it for the pod. You can do nothing in December without bumping into a Christmas movie? Correct. Okay. That's what I said? I'm not... I stand by it. <laughs> I'm not arguing that Christmas movies aren't everywhere. They're they are everywhere. Everywhere. I had forgotten that this was a Hanukkah movie. Not really. It's a movie that has Hanukkah in it. Yeah. Yeah. There's that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I'm fine with it. I'm glad because it's uh, it's in progress. I know. <laughs> there was a, it. It I'm just fine became. With it. I'm fine no. with it. It's very funny. Yeah. I know. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you. Gosh, you're so, pre- you get me. You get you my are comedy. So funny. Um. Thank you again. Thank you. No Dave, need to no need to keep it going. But I need, oh, I need you to know yeah. that I understand how funny you are. Okay. I guess my confusion is at some point this just became what we were doing, but there was never, I don't think, a conversation about we should do this. And <laughs> no. No. It just kind of became what we were doing. And you, I kept, and this is a point for me. Yeah. I put together a schedule of our episodes. You did, all the, the way next, through January. Yeah, through January. Me. Me. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't even look at the script? No. You looked at it just now. I saw you. All right. Sorry, busted, everybody. You got me. But you know, all right, forget it. I don't even want to make my point anymore. <laughs> no, I want to know your point. You kept being like, no, we have an American Tale episode, too, that we have to put in here. <laughs> I had already baked in some bullshit episodes. Yeah, one of which I'm very excited about. Yeah, we're still. I bought a whole bunch of stuff at Trader Joe's for it. Yeah, we're still going to do that. When? Now it's going to be forever. No, couple weeks. (sighs) Sorry, sorry, everybody. Just know that there's a good one coming. No, you didn't like that made me sad why i love five do you mm-hmm. so I I, this is a good okay yeah. you you have something you would like to say so i'm gonna let you say it when i was in elementary school i was in uh, all county chorus um which was very fun every saturday we would go and we would practice and then we did a performance and it was a lot of fun and one of the songs that we sang was somewhere out there from uh-huh. the american tale Okay. And so, for some reason, that has placed this movie in a special place in my heart. That song was a big hit. Mm-hmm. At, what was I, seven or eight? I had some alternate lyrics to somewhere <laughs> out there that I would sing to myself. Would you? Well, I'm not going to sing it, but... Are you, why? No. Uh, because I'm not going to. But, so the lyrics are somewhere out there 
beneath the pale moonlight, someone's thinking of me and loving me tonight. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make it a little bit cooler. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. So I said, somewhere out there beneath the restaurant light, <laughs> someone's <laughs> thinking of me and chilling out tonight. Was this a David and the Dinosaurs? David hit? and the Dinosaurs did not perform this song. <laughs> David and the Dinosaurs had broken up at this point, I'm pretty sure. Oh my gosh, that's tra- tragic. But that was, it was one of those, I would just sing the two lines. Mm-hmm. Pretty annoying and, and frustrating. <laughs> and not, that's, I changed three words. Yeah. It wasn't a weird, <laughs> it wasn't like a weird owl level. Uh, no. All right. <laughs> Stop uh, praising me for it. It wasn't good. It was, I can't stop laughing. So that seems like it's good. Yeah. And chilling out tonight. And chilling out tonight. Yeah. So before we start talking about the movie. Well, we're already talking about it. Well, before we talk more about the movie, I wanted to talk about these puffs. Well, quick. hold on. Hold on. You already stepped on something I was saying to tell your choir story. I'm sorry. You go ahead. And what I was going to say was actually going to be an engaging question for you to answer that you already partially answered. So now I have to rephrase it of, is that memory of singing somewhere out there in a choir that only rehearsed on Saturdays your (laughs) only connection point to American Tale? Or do you have a larger, fonder memory of this movie? It was definitely a movie I've watched lots of times. Lots of times. Yeah, I feel like growing up, you didn't see a lot of like depictions of like, Jewish kids mm-hmm. in movies either and that felt also kind of special yeah. and they're from Russia my family's from Russia yeah it's a whole it kind of I had a little connection to it that way too it felt a little bit familial to me yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah I saw it in the theaters wow I you don't know I don't remember if I did or not you had this sort of strong connection I and know. you couldn't shell out six fifty to see it in the theaters. I my memories of this are big like blockbuster night hmm. energy. Hmm. What uh, you saw it in the theaters though? Did your whole family? I don't remember. I think I saw it with a friend. Yeah. Yeah. I must have seen this in the theaters. Yeah. Yeah, but I remember renting it. I remember the songs being a lot better than they are. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Anyway. You want to talk about some before we talk about this? Yeah, I just wanted to like intro these since we're going to be eating them all. They are these little rice-based cheese balls that are vegan and there are four different flavors. I was going to lay out the flavors and maybe we could figure out the order we want to eat them. Or should we just kind of wing it as we go? I think, how about this? Okay. Why don't you lay out the four flavors? Yeah. And then we'll decide what order we want to eat them. Good idea. And then... We'll set a 10-minute timer and eat one every 10 minutes. That's fun. And then, after the last one, we'll stop talking about the movie. Oh, I love it. This is fun. This is like a game now. Kind of. I love it. We'll beat the clock. All right. Kind of like a power hour, except <laughs> it's every 10 minutes, and it's just some chips. Cheese balls. So the first flavor is cheddar. So that would be the is plain... It, is it stated that... Oh, it is. C-H-E-D-D-A. No H on the end. I would expect an H on the end of cheddar. But... I, I don't like that. I don't. I'm fine with it. Okay. <laughs> Why you shrug me off? <laughs> I was just weighing in. Next is jalapeno cheddar. Again. Same spelling. Yeah. 
You're they, gonna... they didn't take the any liberties with jalapeno. No, get ready to be upset. Jalapeno, jalapeno. I say jalapeno. What's the right way? I think either is okay. Okay. I think it's like regional. Okay. Bacon cheddar. No. But, but bacon is bacon. spelled the usual way. It should be B A C U N. Outstanding oh, foods that just a, if you're gonna if you're gonna go cheddar, then you got to go bake un. Is what I would. I, I think B A C U N is very close to B A C U M. What's that? Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, it, which, but for consistency's sake. But, but for, yeah. visually, seeing it on a shelf, yeah, it's you'd be like, what? And then the last one, garlic parmesan. All correctly spelled. Yeah, I just feel like if you're gonna go cheddar, you gotta find alternate spellings for everything else the, that's in animal food. Garlic, yeah. you don't have to respell, but parmesan, I feel like you gotta do a Z or something. Or like, let's get some apostrophes in here. Yeah. Come on, if you don't have at least one apostrophe, is it even a vegan product? Absolutely not. I guess these guys, are they are they wearing vegan on their sleeves or are they kind of accidentally vegan? Um, It says plant-based okay. and it says dairy-free. Okay. So a lot of companies, I feel like, avoid the V word because uh, it turns off a certain sure. segment of people who would still eat something that's plant-based right. but it does say vegan on the back okay. vegan soy-free plant-based answered my question they are stating it yeah okay so let's pick our order i want to end on jalapeno okay i think we should start with cheddar get the plain one okay do establish it. a baseline yeah okay let's start with cheddar then do parmesan and then do the two cheddar variations. Okay. All right. All right. Into it. Yeah. So should I set the first timer? Yeah, let's do it. Set that timer. All right. Okay, so this is a 1986 film. That's right. And it starts out in Russia and you see the... Uh, mice being attacked by the Cossacks, and the Cossacks are cats. Wow, you went just past oh, the... Oh, I okay. flew by the Hanukkah moment. No, it's Hanukkah, isn't it? <laughs> so American Tale, 1986, <laughs> animated movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this was me Direct- assuming everyone's seen an American Tale. Directed by Don Bluth. Oh. Right, Don Bluth, responsible for The Secret of Nim, The Land Before Time, mm. All Dogs Go to Heaven, so a lot of heart warmers. Yeah, yeah, big stuff, big stuff. Also, uh, I remember him fondly as the uh, person behind Dragon. Oh my gosh, you have, you're gonna have to edit this. I don't How to Train Your Dragon? No, Dragon's Lair. Oh, okay. It's called a Dragon Tale. I remember him so fondly from this thing that I can't remember the name of. <laughs> Dragon's t- Dragon's Lair was called a Dragon's <laughs> Tale again. <laughs> Dragon's Lair, which was the Laserdisc arcade game that just gobbled up quarters because it was like an actual cartoon. You were controlling the character in a cartoon. You don't remember this game? I no memory of this game. It you sounds remember, really fun. You remember Dragon's Lair. Hold on. Is this part of this the 10 part of the, Yes. Cool. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm good. It doesn't sound like you're good. I'm, I'm into it. So Dragon's Lair was... It was like the only, one of the only, um, you don't remember this guy? One of the only Laserdisc video games. 
And so what you basically did was you'd get into a room and the room would have challenges, like you'd have to jump over a pool of lava or something like that. And you had to do it exactly right or you'd trigger a death sequence. Oh. And it was very difficult, punishingly so. Didn't really require a lot of skill. It just required memorizing what was going on and doing it over and over again, which takes lots and lots and lots of quarters. Mm. But the uh, visual quality of it was amazing. Oh. Anyway, back on track. Okay. Don Bluth, 1986, movie, yeah. animated. Uh-huh. Big deal. Opens up on a Hanukkah celebration. <laughs> where, in the very first moment of the movie, Fievel gets his iconic hat. His papa gives it to him as That's a right. Hanukkah gift and says, this hat's been in our family, and the hat's too big, and it's yep. very cute and jaunty on him. That's right. Sits at a jaunty angle. Falls down. Yeah, it falls yeah. over his eyes. Yeah. They have to keep adjusting it. And then, in the middle of their Hanukkah evening, giving gifts, lighting candles, etc., they have to run away because the Cossacks come into the village and uh, like burn everything to the ground. Right. It is very dramatic. They and also, humans. Yeah, human Cossacks, and then they have cat you know, Cossacks. Yeah, then they have these anti-Semitic cats that come right. through <laughs> and get the mice out. I I don't know why I'm laughing. Anyway, the this is actually very much how my. Uh, dad's side of the family got here fleeing the cossacks from russia so i think that's part of why uh this movie is so close to my heart it's yeah. like part of my family history i am fievel except i didn't go on the boat fievel's like my great grandpa now did you notice that the house that the mice live in is the moskowitz home yes and they are the Mouskovitzes. They're the Mouskovitzes. oh no i didn't notice that i just saw Mouskovitz over their little yeah. door yeah. so cute so I don't know if that's if all the mice were that way. Gosh, I if hope they so. derived their last names from the house that they made their their homes in. But <laughs> regardless, all the houses are gone at this point. Yeah, so the the mice all flee and they get on a boat in Germany. Yep, and they're headed to America. And there are mice from every country. Yeah, on this boat. Yeah, all over Europe. And they all get their turn during the, the big show stopping number. There are no cats in America. So before the Cossacks came, Papa was saying this to the kids, that there were no cats in America. No cats in America. Apparently a shared sentiment among these mice. Yeah, they all think there's no cats in America. Oh, I also did want to back up briefly. When they're getting on the boat, Uh there's like a marching band playing them on. Yeah. And Fievel keeps stopping to look around. And every time he does, he stops the whole line. And at one point, Papa says a line that made me genuinely lol which was five this is the last time i take you to america (laughs) (laughs) which that sounds like something that we would say yeah to our child today and i loved it a lot anyway so back to the boat this is my favorite second favorite song from the movie still second favorite still when they're on the boat i'm saying having heard it fairly recently you still hold that position love it okay here's the thing each each country, not every country, but there is a verse about an Irish mouse's plight, and then the chorus, and then there's a verse about a Spanish mouse's plight, and then the chorus, and so on and so on. Those, the plight verses are fucking bummers. Yeah. No, no, not to diminish from the experience, but like <laughs> musically, there's not a lot to them. 
they're kind of just like lilting and and trailing off and and then they all come back to the chorus which is there are no cats in america and the streets are paved with cheese there are no cats in america set your mind at ease that's right yeah those off key everyone I thought it was we're bringing our disease <laughs> Because <laughs> they're mice. Oh, because they're mice. Because they're immigrants. Because they're mice. <laughs> Please clarify. Yes. There are no cats in America. I love it. It's catchy. I think that the and chorus is catchy. Yeah. The chorus is, uh, I'm not exaggerating, like 12 seconds long. <laughs> it's a very short chorus. Yeah. And then it goes into like two minutes of each of these plights. Yeah. You know, beautifully animated. Yeah. But just, it's just a... Still kind of drags bummer. as a song. Yeah. I don't even mean like the tone of it. I don't mind the, the bummer tone of it because that's what they truly went through. Yeah. It's just not a catchy song. Yeah. Think about a song in a movie, <laughs> a musical movie. <laughs> should be catchy. The, the song should be catchy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Is this a musical movie? I, you know, while we were watching it, our kid asked that same question. He said, is this a musical yeah. I don't know. Does it have to be mostly songs to be a musical? I, or I guess you... I'm wondering how many songs are in there. Oh, I tried to denote every one. One, two, three, four. Hold, please. Four? I guess it's just four that I noted. So not a musical. I guess not. I guess not. So, um... So they sing this bummer song that is has an inconsistent dynamic. And then it cuts to a little bit later when they've been on the boat for a while. And it's just a real drag for everybody. Yeah. They're all bored. And then they hit bad Cold, weather. Yeah. And this is when five will get separated from everyone. And then there is a very scary when he gets swept out to sea. You'd think that would be the scary thing. But that's mm -hmm. like a very Disney-esque uh I don't know. At, at least for it didn't feel so scary, but the the storm, the there was a god of the ocean yeah. moment that was so scary. Yeah, he was a scary guy. That's what I thought you were talking about. It was very. It felt like um, the dark crystal, not dark crystal. Sorry, the black cauldron. Yeah. Uh, kind of like thunder and lightning animation with like a big shadowy figure emerging from the sea. Yeah, that's the part. Not that he got swept out. Yeah. Like that was. Like, okay, here comes the plot line. Right. But like the the actual storm part with the God of the Sea part was terrifying. Yeah. So scary. Yeah. Also, it was in this moment that I forgot that this is a movie about a child separated from his parents mm. and how hard that is for me to watch. Mm. That those any storyline like that I have a really tough time with. Luckily yeah. we were watching this with our kid, and so I just made him sit with me yeah. the whole time. Hand so, on his shoulder. Yeah. So he gets swept away. The family assumes he's dead. Except, I mean, except the sister. Because I mean... I mean... Mouse in a storm, you know? Yeah. It's a fair assumption. Fair assumption. But he's not. He gets into a bottle. Mm -hmm. And the bottle floats him to shore. Uh, not just the shore. The Statue of Liberty, where he meets a French pigeon named Henri Le Pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he sings... Another great song. song called Never Say Never. Never Say Never. Oh, we're at 10 minutes. Oh, that's a good stopping point. We're it at is. 10 minutes. We're in America. Never Say Never gonna eat these cheese puffs. That didn't work. Not at all. 
This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. All right, so just to refresh everyone's memory, these are the cheddar. No H. No, there's an H. Oh, yeah. No H at the end. Or R, like there should be. Yeah. I have some notes on that outstanding foods, but... Uh, all right, I'm, I'm getting a couple. I'm going to crunch them down. So these are little balls. Mm-hmm. They are denser than like a traditional cheese puff. I'll just do all the work here. Um, Thanks. Yeah. I already ate one. Yeah. They look like little hamburgers, kind of. They do. Just They're got not a little round. divot going through the middle. Like a peach-like dimple. <laughs> they do have a peach-like dimple. These Daya? I think it's their own thing. Oh, yeah? I don't Tastes know. It's like Daya. I really like these. Yeah, I don't hate it. Oh, I really like them. I think the kid's going to like them. Mushy. Yeah, it's their own thing. Nutritional yeast and like seasonings and stuff. They're rice-based. These are really good. I'm going to close them up because I want to keep eating them. And that would be not not conducive to chatting about an American tale. Yeah. All right. All right, so Henri gives him a little bit of encouragement, mm-hmm. well, shows him a statue that he's working on. He's building the Statue of Liberty? He thinks he is. There's oh, okay. workers all over the place. 
But he's like, look at my statue, which I think is also very funny. This sort of thing kind of keeps coming up where the mice feel like they're under the impression that they're contributing more to the society than they actually are. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> I guess. But again, like they're, they, they're carrying diseases. They're the ones carrying the diseases. <laughs> and true. so if they're trying to mix in thinking that they're people... Like they're putting the people who are actually making the progress at greater risk. That's true. That's true. Um, also, I get a real Voldemort vibe whenever anybody says the word cat. Mm-hmm. Is cat a bad word? It does seem like you couldn't even say cat yeah. where they were from. Yeah. It would like summon cats. I'm and trying they... to find a historical analog to that. And yeah. I don't think there is one. I don't know. You can't even say cat. Yeah. Listener, if you know... A a thing they're referencing please let us know because that is i, I was wondering about that too like that they couldn't even say it well, or is at, it they're just so scared of cats at some points like the cossacks they're directly hooking into historical events right that actually happened mm-hmm. and at some point they're taking a lot of liberties and yeah. just kind of like relying on uh, you know the the plight of an immigrant to the u.s yeah, it kicks off giving you the feeling that you're going to get sort of a a little bit of a history lesson along with yeah. your movie. And then maybe the part where it's called an American tale. Yeah, like a lot of things. About- <laughs> but then as the movie progresses, you're like, wait, I don't understand what this is an analogy for. And at some point, it's just these mice hanging out and it's hard to tell when it becomes that. Yeah, I, I agree. It's like, I don't know if they went off the rails with the writing or if they just really wanted to include like certain, mo- I don't know. I don't know what the motivation was, but. I kind of feel like everything once they get to America is just completely fabricated, draws mm-hmm. from things that actually happened, but does not, is not representing those things because there's a suffragette movement. Mm-hmm. There's uh, the unions, poly- right? There's unions. Are there? There's also Tammany Hall is referenced. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's cats. Lots of cats. Yeah. Historically, yeah. there have been cats here. There. Yeah. Oh, spoiler. There are, there are cats, cats in America. America. We find that out a little bit later. Furthermore, the streets not paved with cheese. That would be gross. Yeah. So yeah. also, I did want to back up again. I'm sorry to mention that you pointed out that the Statue of Liberty that's under construction looks like uh, a robot from a show from called the, From Peripheral. From the peripheral. From the peripheral, yeah. Yeah, couldn't let it go unsaid. Had on to the say pod. it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't need to say it. Some that. stuff I'm just throwing at throwing you at the on the couch, you know. Oh, okay. Well I wrote it down. Okay. Um so this at this point he when Five leaves his friend Henri, uh, he then um meets the villain of our tale, Warren T. Rat. And right. his buddy who is a, a cockroach accountant, which right. is very funny. Which again, I kept trying to figure out are they taking a jab at a type of person by making them the cockroach? Yeah, I don't know. Is it accountants? There's they... a British guy. Oh, was he British? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. It's unclear. Yeah. His name's Digit, right? I think you're right. Yeah. I did and not he, catch his name. Uh, he's the accountant and he gets like electricity in his antenna while he's calculating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These are the moments where you're like, okay, I don't think this is historical right, anymore. Like, no, who, who do they represent? Yeah. I did spend the whole movie yeah. being like, what are they saying here? The other, so. Oh, also it, though, you discover in this scene where he meets Warren T. Rat that Fivel and his family are 
in the same building but just different floors and it, it's kind of that like near misses just like yeah. that old one couple from when harry met sally when he rode up he rode up three extra floors just to keep talking to her oh yeah yeah, yeah, in the same building. And they lived in the same buildings all the time. Yeah. Anyway, Fievel and his family are in the same building, just different floors. So it's it's important to point out at this point, I think, that uh, A, I have not set the timer for Uh-oh. 10 minutes. But B, that it is like a little miniature mouse city happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, they live in little buildings and little apartment buildings, and they have little factories and little sewing shops. And little Tammany Halls. Yeah. And Presumably, it's all in a very small footprint of space. So all of the mice who have come here to, to the United States are in this tiny little space in New York. Mm-hmm. Just this one area. Just missing each other all the time. Yeah. Sometimes one, in the same room. Yeah. They are. Missing each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like the same park. So warranty gets them a job, right? Warranty sells him into slavery. That's right. <laughs> so like I said, gets him a job. <laughs> Employs him. And uh, he escapes almost immediately. With the help of... Tony, That's who right. calls him Philly. Tony's, calls him Philly. So he says, my name's Fival, And Tony's like, that's too difficult. Your name is Philly now. Yeah. Uh, which that mirrors there was an Ellis Island scene that we kind of that we yeah. skipped over where they shortened the name. See, like they do these historical things like right. the shortening of the names is a big deal because it's very shitty. Right. And the, the servitude. Yeah. They, they just real quick. Right. But uh, that was like a sweatshop, right? It was. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what they were doing. They were gone they were so fast. They were gone like the same day. Yeah. So <laughs> they escaped instantly. Basically, and then they yeah. looked around for Papa. And Tony's, yeah, Tony's giving them the lay of the land, and that's where the near misses are happening. Like they're walking over an overpass, and Papa's going underneath the over- underpass. Tilly's trying to convince Papa that they should look for Five, and Papa's like, "No, <laughs> he's dead." Tilly's the little sister. Everyone. Yeah. Uh, then we see. Oh, um, I noted. I noted that. Water is very strong in this movie. Fievel gets carried away on water several times. Aww. Sometimes just a bucket getting turned over is enough to like sweep him out of the room and onto the street. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how accurate that is. It seems it's like not it accurate is. Mice, at all. mice are little. Okay. No. A, a mouse would be able to survive a bucket getting turned over. Uh, we meet Honest John. He's a politician. He's using dead mice for extra votes. First we meet, though, before that, before we meet Honest John, we meet Bridget. There's a um, a Mice United rally. That's and Gussie, she's right? Bridget. Oh, Bridget. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the one that Tony, yeah. she and Tony fall in love immediately. Yeah. Which well, is Tony's very... got the gaga goo goo for her. Yeah, and she likes him. Yeah. Uh, but she's talking about cats yeah. and how they have to unite against the cats. So she's like, this is like a union situation. Right. So then um, the cats, are they... So this is Fievel learning that there are indeed cats in America because the cats come through and break up the rally. Mm. This was all before Honest John. So Honest are the cats yeah. corporations? Yeah. Are they capitalism? Oh, boy. Yep. Are they I stand just by not mice? I guess. Is it just a different form of tribalism? I don't know. Are they? Are they white people? Because in this at this point in America, none of these people were white. I mean, uh, now they are, most of them. Say more on that. 
No, I'm, I'm Say good. more. I'm done. That's it. I did it. Uh, all done with that. But the point is, are they really though? Are the cats like? I th- I don't. I, I, I think don't... the cats are a catch-all for a threat to the mice. Yeah, I think it's probably I think true. sometimes they're taking advantage of the mice. Sometimes yeah. they are trying to eliminate the mice. I think it's just threats to the mice. Cats I... represent threats to the mice. Yeah, I think that's right. Because the mice are pretty united. There's not really a lot of di- like disagreement among the mice. Yeah. Some like, of them are like disagreeing about how important it is to unite against the cats. Or and like Honest John's using dead mice to get votes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But give this, me that over trying to wipe me out. Yeah. You know? I would rather have Honest John than the cats. Yeah. So this is when we meet also Gussie. Played by Madeline Kahn. Madeline Kahn. Ah, uh, iconic. Gussie Mousheimer. And she is complaining to Honest John about cats, and she wants to hold a rally, which she pronounces wowie. Yeah, that's got me... One, like, they make a lot of hay out of this hair lip that Gussie has. Yeah. I guess in, I guess in 1986, it was... Honest John even, like, directly makes jokes. Like, he can't understand what wowie is. Yeah. And makes her, like, really dresses her down to to explain what she's saying. A um, couple of things we missed, though. The Tony's last name is Taponi, which is very cute. It Tony, is. Tony Taponi. Tony Taponi. That's right. Uh, he's a street smart Italian mouse. Bridget is an Irish mouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are very Italian and Irish mm-hmm. presenting with oh, their yeah. accents. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Honest John is an alcoholic but reliable politician. He knows the city's voting mice and he refuses to help Fievel because they're not registered to vote. Yes. Right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Wild. But also yep. accurate to this day. Her name is Tanya. Who? Tilly. Tilly? Yeah. Okay. Her name is Tanya. Well, they call her Tilly. That's... Oh, uh, okay. They Ellis okay. Island her oh, gotcha. into okay. Tilly. All right. I mean, Tanya's fine. It really is, but they... Tell I agree her. with all the other Ellis Island stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but Tanya... That's, Tanya where you, was fine. that's where you draw the line. <laughs> yep. Okay. So yeah. Gussie Mouseheimer. The mice hold a rally to decide what to do about the cats. No, the, the mice... She wants to hold a rally. And then we cut. We go back and we see Bridget tucking Ty- Fivel into bed, and that mm. is when Fivel sings somewhere out there. Yes. And then it's the rally. All right, let's not move past somewhere out there. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's get this into is it. This unlistenable. What? These. It is off key. It is off key, and it's meant to be like these are children in distress singing a song. I get it. Yeah. It doesn't make for good listening. <laughs> And it's a good song. Linda Ronstadt did the the single version of it for the radio. Oh, did she? Yes. Huh. It's a pretty song mm-hmm. with pretty lyrics and pretty music that these kids just butcher. <laughs> Their voices are cracking. Yeah. It goes on for a long time. A longer time. A longer time. It's a longer time this song goes on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> should, I, should I cut that? No, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's bad. The song's bad. And yet, I still enjoyed hearing it. 
now it's the rally. Oh, we're at 10 minutes? Okay, yeah. 10 minutes. Well, uh, we are gonna try garlic Parmesan. All letters accounted for. Yep. Oh, hell yeah. Garlicky, salty. I will say the flavor of the puff contrasts with the garlicky saltiness in a way that's not, it's not, it's a little bit less seamless than with the cheddar, but the coating on this is really good. Yeah, it feels very uh, shakered on. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I could get this exact thing in a shaker and put it on popcorn or whatever. Mm. Like, it feels separated from the puff itself. It does. It's not bad, but... I feel like the puff is not objectionable and the seasoning is fine, but it doesn't feel like a cheese puff the way that the cheddar puff felt like a cheese puff. I agree. And I feel like the seasoning is really good, but then it gets lost once you start chewing. Yeah. It's not like in there. Yep. But I would buy a shaker of this garlic Parmesan and put it on everything. Okay. So somewhere out there is out of the way. (laughs) Somewhere out there is out there. We're at the rally. Gussie has a little bullhorn and she's yelling about freedom for ca- from cats. Fival is on the stage behind Gussie and his family is in the crowd yeah. at the rally, but yeah. they cannot see him yeah. because he's behind Gussie. Warren is trying to extort them. As always. Trying to do like protection, pay for protection or something like that for the rat, for the cats, for the you mice. Get, you get the sense that this is his, this is his thing. Yeah. You don't just get the sense. They're telling you. Yes. This is his thing. His He runs a protection racket from the cats. And his name is Warren T. Rat, which is like a little subtle. All warranties are bullshit. <laughs> it's true. Uh, Fiverr. Fiverr. Mm-hmm. Fiverr feeds, <laughs> feeds a plan to Gussie. He'll find you a great freelancer. That's right. <laughs> Fival whispers a plan to Gussie. For how to deal with the rats, the cats. I keep calling them the rats. What if it was mice versus rats? That Ooh. that would be nuanced. I would watch that. That would be nuanced. So at this point, the next note I have is that that night, yeah. So Fival whispers a plan in Gussie's ear. She's like, "Oh yeah, that's the plan." Yeah, and then we don't know what it is yet. Secret plan, right? And then that night, all the mice sneak into this museum of the weird type place, and they're holding candles. And there's all this wacky museum of the weird type stuff around them. Mm-hmm. Um, like like a wax museum. Yeah. All that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. Um, and at this point, we learn that the plan is still mysterious, but that it does involve sewing and salvaging to build a thing. Right. That's kind of all you get. And then it cuts to Fival and Tony who overslept. Mm. And they're like running. They're running to get to the uh, building of the secret plan. Right. And they get separated because Fival hears someone playing. I guess he and Papa have a song. Papa plays a violin. Papa plays a violin, but there's a certain song he plays yeah. too. And he hears someone playing the violin. And then, so he detours into this sewer where mm-hmm. he hears the music and it's very ominous. And at this point, Dave, you pointed out to me that there are a lot of stereotypes for a movie about persecution. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. That's true. Um, so what he gets to like a, a speakeasy or a lair. Mm-hmm. It's a 
it's not just any lair. It's cats. It's cats. But it's not just cats. And this, it's warranty rat. I guess it is rats versus cats. Or rats versus mice. If warranty rat is the only bad, like, not mice rodent. That's true. But warranty rat's not a rat. He's a cat in disguise. That's right. We also, at this point, meet Tiger, the best character in the movie. Voiced by Dom DeLuise. Yeah, he is. And he... You're not, you're not going to say anything about Warranty Rat being a cat in disguise? Warranty you Rat just was said, a... Yes, he is. He's a cat. We also meet another well, we cat. But we didn't realize... We, did, we meet that next. But yes, Warranty Rat is a cat. Yeah. And what happens? They so capture we, him. Oh, does it... He wears a little nose thing that uh, comes off. He does and, his ears, too. And his ears pop up yeah. and we see that he's a cat he's just a small cat and yeah. he has been scamming this whole time he's yeah. in cahoots with the other cats yeah once it where where cat go one cat go all that's right that's right so we meet tiger who i thought it was voiced by the same guy who did the cowardly lion but it turns out he just was dom DeLuise doing a great cowardly lion impression yeah yeah or just a good dom DeLuise. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's yeah. great. Tiger is great. Yeah. He's a sweet old fluff ball. He's a sweet, big orange tabby cat. He's a vegetarian. Yeah. Um, so he becomes friends with Fievel while Fievel is imprisoned. Oh, yeah. They capture him. Yeah. <laughs> and Tiger is the one who frees him. Yeah. He's like, I'm a vegetarian. And then Fievel tells him his story. And by the end, Tiger is crying. And he's yeah. like, I lost my family, too. And he frees them. They're going to go look for his family together. Yeah. Uh, uh, so he gets out and the cats are chasing him. So the whole thing about this plan is that it has to happen at 6 a.m. Because that's when a boat comes in. And they have built something that is going to scare the mice or scare the cats off of the pier Onto a boat that's going to China. Onto a boat that's going to China. Oh, we should say that Tiger and Fievel don't just sneak out of the cat lair. They, they get busted. Right, that's... Tiger's like, screw you guys. Your music is bad and I don't like you. And they take off running. And right. And the cat's in pursuit. Right, that's why I laid out that this needed to happen at 6 a.m. Because oh. the cat's... Now Fievel is running to the place where the secret weapon is being created. Mm-hmm. He's early. He is early. Right. Everybody's asleep. The cats are all chasing him. Yep. So shit's about to go down earlier than anticipated. Yes. But then it turns out time is not that important except for everyone being asleep. Right. So everybody's asleep. They get up. They get ready in like three minutes to, to get everything back on track. This is where it's revealed what the secret weapon is. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, wait. Before that happens, Fievel gets back. He's kind of at the front of the the mice stronghold at the museum. Mm-hmm. Gussie's at the front of that. This is where Warren is exposed to everybody as a cat. And they get upset. And Warren T says another line that I enjoyed a lot, which was, who you going to believe, me or your own eyes? Yeah. And Gussie tells him he's over. And then he sets the building on fire right. that the mice are in. Right. So they need to release that secret weapon. And they do it. And the secret weapon is a giant mechanical mouse, which is probably the high point as far as animation sequences go of this movie, the release and reveal of this gigantic mechanical mouse is pretty awesome. The mouse is the giant mouse mouse of Minsk. 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 Giant mouse of Minsk that is a 
bedtime story that Papa told Fievel in the first scene of the movie. Yeah. And that is why Fievel whispered it to Gussie at the rally. Yes. And that this is it being realized here. So it comes, scares uh, Warren and the rest of the cats down the pier into the water. The steamer going to Hong Kong. They, they all climb up on the anchor of the steamer and it carries them away. And one of them says, I think Warren is like, uh, there's so many mice in Hong Kong or something like that. <laughs> but the building is on fire. So the cats check. Cats are done. Yes. Cats are, they, they did it. At this point, Tony and Bridget are looking for Fievel. They can't find him, but they find his hat and they're so worried and it's very sweet. And... Uh, Fievel's sister hears them calling, looking for Philly Mouskowitz. Five, Philly Mouskowitz, Philly Mouskowitz. And she drags Papa over to Tony. <laughs> Papa, who's like, I don't want to have hope. <laughs> to be fair, like, once that wound is cauterized, yeah. yeah, any attempt to open that back up, I would probably resist any attempt. Yeah. That's or true. I would just be delusional all the time, seeing hope in everything, you know? Yes. So I guess in the hubbub, Fievel got separated from everyone because then Tiger overhears them talking about Fievel. And Bridget shows Mama the hat, and now all of them are together. Tiger, Bridget, Mama and Papa, and Tilly, and Tony are all looking for Fievel. Right. Fievel is asleep in like a random spot, and there's a gang of kids that... um, that sound like the chipmunks. They are the chipmunks. <laughs> That's right. They're dressed like one Alvin, has, Simon, and Theodore. One is large. One is has glasses, and one has a red shirt. They all have the right colors on. Yeah, yeah. It's they're the chipmunks, but they're mice, and they basically are like your family doesn't care about you, or they would have found you. And Fievel's right. like, you're right. Just like that, <laughs> you're right. right. Uh, they call him junk and trash, and yeah. then he goes and sleeps uh, in a little dry spot under a lean-to kind of situation. And right. when it pans out, you see so many kids, mice kids, missing their families right. too. And then we're back to a little historic history lesson moment, <laughs> just real quick. All right, we're at 10 minutes. We're at 10 minutes. Yep. Bacon cheddar. Bacon cheddar. All right, this is the bacon cheddar outstanding cheese ball. It says gluten-free. I thought it said guilt-free, and I was going to get upset. I don't like when foods say that they're guilt-free. It's just food. Okay. Bacon cheddar. This looks exactly like the cheddar. Dog likes it. Mm. I really like this. This is not for me. This has just smoky. Mm-hmm. layer to the cheddar puff cheesy smoky I yeah. like it with all of these my only note is I wish there was more of the seasoning hmm. see I like how light they are this I like one, how lightly seasoned they are it makes up for the denseness of the puff by how light the seasoning is mm, I really like this bacon one I feel like the bacon one has the strongest flavor too that smoke really sticks with you through the whole puff yeah. Okay, we got one more. We don't have 10 minutes left of movie to cover. <laughs> so we'll just finish and then we'll yeah. eat it. Okay. Uh, Should have done seven minutes. 
Well, we didn't set the timer that one time. Uh, so at this point, Tilly and family, Gussie, Tony, and Bridget are riding on Tiger. Yeah. Calling out for Fival. It's so sweet to see them all working together. Yep. Um, and they find each other. That's right. Big moment for Papa, which kind of pisses me off a little bit. Because <laughs> I'm like, this is Tilly's moment. This is Tilly's victory. Yeah, Tilly, <laughs> Tilly the had whole hope. time. Yeah. I agree. Uh, and she doesn't really get that moment. I think they shout her out a little bit, but really it's just Papa and Fival hugging each other. Yeah. I which also as a dad, like, I'm like, oh yeah, that too. Yeah. But then Mama, I feel like is downplayed through this whole movie. Mama's job is to hold that baby. And that's pretty much all Mama does. Mama at the beginning was like, don't tell him stories. Oh yeah. And she's a killjoy. Yeah. So like an 80s she's mom. probably worn out from carrying the whole family on her back, but still. <laughs> yeah. Would it kill you to smile? Yeah, sweetie. When Papa said that to her. He said that to her? (laughs) No! I just believed you. I was like, yep, clearly. It's an 80s movie, so. So he's reunited with his family, and more importantly, with his hat. That's right. Which now fits. It fits. That's right. Still a little big. Yeah. But it doesn't flop over his eyes. That's right. And uh, that's pretty much it. No, it cuts to a little bit later. We we cut to the sky, and Fievel is riding on Henri's back, and Mama and Papa are riding on another unnamed pigeon's back. They're riding through the New York City skies to see Henri's finished product. The Statue of Liberty is finished. And this movie is how I learned, and how our child learned, that the Statue of Liberty was not always green. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. That it was copper, and it copper turns green yeah uh so you see it shiny and green and then the statue winks at the camera in a way that i found kind of foreboding i thought my notes for it uh said the statue of liberty winks as if to say just you wait (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, and you don't have to wait long (laughs) because the american experiment starts to show some cracks almost instantly uh there are some sequels I think the the first sequel was released to theaters. Five Goes West. Yeah, I don't think I saw. That's Five a real Goes West. Real. I, I, my my read on it is that it's a real Manifest Destiny movie. Yeah, but who knows? Maybe it's not. Uh, the other two were released to video, I believe, direct yeah. to video. The thing that I discovered about it, what? So I, I always print out the Wikipedia uh, synopsis when we're doing these in case we need to find anything real quick uh and when i was on the wikipedia there was a section called plagiarism and i love some drama so i clicked on that and apparently art spiegelman accused steven spielberg of plagiarism art spiegelman was the author of mouse which is that comic Mm -hmm. book about the holocaust with talking mice yeah um which i didn't realize uh that the Jews as mice was um, Nazi propaganda. That was something that the Nazis used in their propaganda. Huh. So he kind of reclaimed that, which I think is really cool. Yeah. And the reason that Mouse came out in two books mm-hmm. is because he wanted he wasn't done, mm. but he wanted the first book to come out before an American Tale. Ah, wow! Isn't that wild? Yeah, that is wild. Um, so instead of he didn't sue, he just accused, and then he was like, "I'm gonna put mine out first. Yeah. Uh, which I mean. Art Spiegelman, you win long term because Mouse is way better right. <laughs> than this movie. Although it's a more like direct 
complete and impactful story for sure. Yeah. Like, it, yes, that's what I mean by good. Yeah. This movie's a fun ride. This, I enjoyed watching it with our kid. I think this movie has good intentions. It's meant to be a spark that kicks off more discovery. Yeah. That this movie is not going to bear the burden of yeah, of fulfilling. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, like I have to admit, when I was at eight years old seeing this in a the theater, I wasn't thinking about, you know, that... That wasn't me, you know, how cool it was to what must have been to see yourself on the screen like that, because I was spoiled by being able to see myself in so much stuff. Yeah. You know, so that's really, really cool. It is cool. Also, though, is that was interesting to me because I eventually want our kid to read Mouse. Right. And I I every year when he gets a little older, I'm like, is it time? Right. And then I remember that. Everything says, wait till they're in middle school. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, apparently uh, this is like baby mouse. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Art Spiegelman. It's not. Mouse is it's really much more serious. At not all. at all. <laughs> not even at all. But it was a way to kind of open up that conversation a little bit. Yeah. In a way that like he would be more engaged than if we just had that conversation. The Linda Ronstadt and James Ingram version of Somewhere Out There is what plays over the closing credits. Oh, okay. We'll just pop open those jalapeno cheddars since we're... Gonna pop these open, everybody. Yeah. These are jalapeno cheddar missing an H. Yeah. Oh, it does say 20 vitamins and minerals. Oh, which Ooh la la. come from dried vegetables. They Ooh specify la la. that on the uh, on the ingredients, everyone. So if that's a thing that you care about. Oop, I don't want four. I want three. All right, I'm excited about these. I love a jalapeno moment. This tastes like nothing. Let me eat a second one. Hold on. I did. You're not getting that heat? I'm getting nothing. I just tested negative for the COVID heat, today. So. The heat is at the roof of my mouth and the sides of my mouth. Oh, yeah, there it is tongue. a little bit. I just ate a second one, and now I'm... Let me have a third one. Needs more heat. That's fine. Would eat. Would not kick out of bed. There it is. Uneven, everyone. My first two tasted like nothing. The third one I got a little bit. It's not spicy. It's just a little warming like in the back of your throat, but I'm feeling it now. Oh, that's lovely. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I like these. Took me three. James Horner composed the score for the movie, which is fine. Uh, he also did the score for Aliens. You got any more uh, any more fun facts? No, that was it. More just hot the, triv? Just the plagiarism thing. I thought it was interesting. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five songs on the soundtrack. So the one song that we did gloss over is a song called A Duo. Mm -hmm. Um, It's Tiger and... Tiger and Fireball. And and it's very cute. Them singing about how they're peas in a pod. Yeah. And they truly were. They truly were. Truly, truly were. And it's... uh, I gotta say, like... the, The cats were pretty mean to Tiger before he rebelled. Yeah, Tiger, those cats had it coming. Yeah. They were so mean to him. They didn't deserve Tiger. Yeah. I feel like Tiger just needed someone to show him that uh, you could be sweet and kind and not be treated like crap. Yeah, did Fievel do a lot of that, though? Yeah, they bonded over the family and were, like, sweet to each other and, like, a a 
thoughtful listening ear. I, what would his cat but, friends had said if he well, had been like my family is all missing i guess my point is other than suggesting they build a giant mouse mouse of minsk mm-hmm. and losing his family mm-hmm. what did five will do he was sweet and befriended people people befriended him yeah he was just kind of like i'm looking for my family but he didn't do anything true but he was a little kid okay so i get that Everybody, he was easy to rally around. Well, I mean, people want to help a lost little kid. I'm just saying. Yeah. What else did he? Oh, he was the one when they were enslaved. (laughs) I I don't know why I laugh every time I say that they were enslaved. Hilarious. It's just, I think because when it happened in the movie, I was like, wait, what is happening? And I I laugh when I'm surprised about things. Anyway, um, it was his idea that got them out, tying the blankets together okay. to get out the window. That was Fievel's right. idea. Someone said something about Rapunzel, and Fievel was like, let's tie the blankets together. Yeah. So that was American Tale. Well, how many how many cats in America do you give an American Tale? Out of five? Yeah. Three and a half. Joke's on you. There are no cats. There are no cats in America, so zero would be the best score. All right, how many cats in America for you? I give it one cat in America Mm -hmm. because I think that I would rather live in a world that had this film in it than not. I wish that I had enjoyed watching it more. I think that what was great about it was great. I think that it was a very uneven movie, and I think that some of the metaphor... I struggled to see what was metaphor and what was not. And the songs were a little bit disappointing, but all told, I'm more grateful that this movie exists than not. Yeah, I feel like this movie was very much buoyed by great characters. Like it kind of dragged, but then there's Tiger and anything with any moment with Tiger in it is great. Any moment with Gussie in it is great. But then I think, like you were saying, overall the songs, yeah, weak. The like the historical references, like they really get lost in the middle. Like the yeah. like lost. Not that the historical references are lost, but the writers get lost and right. stop thinking about that or stop worrying about that. Uh, yeah, it's an uneven movie. So I, my three and a half, I stand by it. Mm. All right. I think it has a, a nostalgic feeling for. So me, you're not adjusting it. it to two and a half now that. The, wouldn't the it be scale, it would be one and a half we're working towards no cats in america wouldn't it be one and a half yeah so i'm giving it one and a half okay yeah i, I stand okay. by my my thing i think that this uh was a passion project for steven spielberg and he probably it was buoyed by that it was buoyed by that enthusiasm and that passion and that the prestige of that and it couldn't not happen if it was in that category, you know? Yeah. So, Dave. What? On a scale of one to four. No, let's rank them. Should we rank these? Let's. We're going right, to rank let's the pups. Get, all right. Let's declare one the Tony, one the Gussie, one the Honest John, and one the Warranty Rat. Okay. In that order. All right. So for me, the Tony was the garlic palm. Parm. Same. Okay. Two Tonys. Couple of Tonys. Couple of Tonys. Who was? Who's next? I'm sorry. 
Gussie? Gussie is next. For me, the cheddar is Gussie. Gussie? Yeah. For me, bacon cheddar was... Yeah. No. Yeah. For me, bacon cheddar was Gussie. No, for me, sorry. I'm wrong on all of these. For me, jalapeno cheddar is Tony. Garlic parm is Gussie. Cheddar is Honest John. Bacon cheddar is Warranty Rat. Sorry, Outstanding Foods, but somebody's got to be Warranty Rat. Yeah. Uh, so for me, sorry, the Tony is the garlic parm. The cheddar. Wait, are we going top to bottom? Tony, Tony is, is gar- at the top. Gussie is underneath Tony. Okay. Figuratively. <laughs> Honest John is underneath Gussie. Figuratively. Warranty rats at the bottom. Literally. Okay, so I'm going to go Tony is garlic parm. Bacon cheddar was the Gussie for me. Uh, the jalapeno cheddar was the Honest John. And then cheddar was my warranty. Wow. You are such a fan of the cheddar. I did like the cheddar. Huh. Kind of look like it when you look at the results. I liked... You know what? I gave the garlic parm the Tony, and I'm going to change it to the warranty. I feel like I liked all of them, except the garlic parm was a little bit like great at first taste and then became a letdown as I chewed, and everything else was good. Hmm. And I would eat it all again. But I think I yeah, would... Yeah, good showing. Yeah, I feel like I would put all of these out at a holiday party or whatever, or like a game night or something. And they're not so... They're not super seasoned, which uh, is kind of a ding from me. But at a game night, your hands aren't going to get all dusty either. Yeah. So that's good. Yep. There is that. Yeah. That's all I have to say about these pups. What about you? Yeah, that's all. And what about uh, an American tail? I gotta say, I gotta, I, 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 I gotta say that puffs is the, the wrong description for these things. They're cheese. They call them cheese balls. Okay. Well, then we're putting a label on it and then saying, but it's not that. What's wrong with him? So that's on us. Yeah. So yeah. I apologize to the listener for any hand I had in in that misconception. Yeah. Dave. Yeah. Hey. We got a letter. Yeah? Yeah. Carolina writes, she messaged me, Glue and Glitter, on Instagram. Hey, just listened to the latest episode and had a thought when you guys talked about the restaurant with the confusing naming of some dishes as vegetarian when they, in fact, were vegan. In Sweden, where I live, most products are called vegetarian when they do not contain meat, dairy, or eggs. Vegan is more of a lifestyle when you eat a vegetable-based food, vegetarian, but also avoid stuff like honey, beeswax, leather, and other animal products. If food contains dairy and eggs, it's called lacto-ovo-vegetarian, as they are not really considered vegetarian. Maybe it is a cultural difference if the owners of the restaurant don't originally come from America, which, me editorializing now, they do not. True. So I wondered if that, this was in reference to our episode on Wagamama. Yeah. Because on their menu, they they Ginia. had... Was it Jinya? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry, I was confused. I don't know where Jinya is based from. But uh, I was thinking about Wagamama. But yeah, they label stuff as vegetarian. Yeah. But then some of their vegetarian here's, stuff's not vegan. Here's the thing. I think that Carolina... Yes. ...has a really good point. Yeah. 
And I wish that it was that basic, not a pejorative. I'm just saying, yeah. I, I wish it was that easy <laughs> to draw that line in the U.S., especially uh, because I agree, vegan is not a diet. It is more of a lifestyle. <laughs> it defines a lifestyle of choices that go beyond the dinner table, right? Mm-hmm. And it would be really nice to be able to say, hey, when we say vegetarian, we really mean what is commonly perceived as vegan from a dietary perspective, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I agree with that. I think that my issue with our specific case was that the menu itself was inconsistent with itself. Mm-hmm. And that told me more, I don't want to sound mean, but that it was a sloppy menu. Yeah. Then it was reflective of any cultural differences. You know what I mean? Yes. So I asked Carolina if we could read this on the pod. She, said, she just got back to us and said no. She just said no, so we're going to cut all this. No. She uh, she did say she wanted uh, to say that this may not be true for all of Sweden, but just her region, she's not sure. But I know that if you purchase food in the store, for example, if there is dairy, eggs, or both in it, it is labeled lacto-ovo or lacto-ovo. Um, and she says, sorry for the confusion. English is not my first language. I feel like this was very easy to understand. Uh, I yeah. think you, you did great. Your English is great, Carolina. Better than mine. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I don't know if you listened to other episodes of the pod much better than mine. You got very mad at me for saying what word last week? What word was it? Oh, gosh. Pen. Pen. Pinned. Pinned. Pen. Pen. Pinned. Pen. Pinned. P-I-N. Pinned. Pin. Pinned. <laughs> you got mad at me. I didn't get mad. You did, and you got our son to yell at me, too. <laughs> no, you were saying You said, you, pen. you think you say, that I say pen and pen the same way. You do. That the writing implement and the pointy thing that you used to put something, hold something in place. I wasn't mad at you. I just pen, noticed. A writing pen is the same as a sticky pen. I wasn't mad at you. I just noticed that you, you made me th- say it a lot. I did because I, I wanted to hear and see if I was hearing you correctly. But I just noticed it. The kid, for some reason, got mad. Yeah. But he I saw you pile and decided to pile on. I just wanted he says to... it's okay to criticize dads today. Let's do it. <laughs> I just wanted when to. When will hear... this moment come again? I have to get in on this. Oh, buddy, so wrong. I went and cried into my pillow. <laughs> you ate some pizza. Yes, I ate some pizza. <laughs> pizza. 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 That's what we are saying the same thing. Pizza. Pizza. What are you? You're not saying anything different than me. You're making the dog upset. Pizza. <laughs> Listener, if I'm saying it differently, let us know. And you can do that by writing to us at talkintofupod at gmail.com. That's talking without the G or slide into our DMs on Twitter or Instagram. I read and respond to everyone. She really does. I do. She really I really do. And I wanted to thank you all for listening, especially during this busy holly- holiday season. <laughs> if <laughs> Dave's laughing at me. Being... We're all trying to get home to our families and that you would stick around and listen to this. You've got gifts to wrap, stockings to hang, menorahs to light, but you took the time out of your day to enjoy this show. 
So don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. It really helps us out. And we just love reading those five-star reviews. We might even read yours on the pod. You can also follow us at Tofu on Twitter or Tofu Pod on Instagram. And I am Glue and Glitter on all social media. And you can find my recipes at glueandglitter.com. Yeah, I'm Lion Leader on Twitter and Instagram. Lion Leader was taken on TikTok and at David Streepy on Hive. Oh, hey, I'm on Hive too. All right, all right. And I'm Glue and Glitter. No, I'm not on Hive. I'm on okay. Mastodon. All right. Kids, mom's on Mastodon. Almost like this is not sustainable. I'm at Glue and Glitter at mass.to on Mastodon. Follow me. I'll follow you back, I bet. Talking Tofu is a production of Caddington Inc. Our music is by Delicate Beats. Goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.